This week, we revisit the Legends novel Darth Plagueis by James Lucino. After commending Lucino for his unrivaled ability to connect numerous plot threads in the book to events in the prequel trilogy, we dig into many of the esoteric quotes from the text and share why we think Darth Plagueis is the most compelling Sith Lord to Outside Damask Holdings, <laughs> enjoying a few beverages, and we are glad you could join us this week for another episode. Uh, we're excited about this one. This is a uh, long-awaited. We are discussing Darth Plagueis by James Lucino. I know this. Um, this you want to yeah. take the lead here? You've been pushing for this episode in recent yeah. weeks, and I just your fervor to like discuss Plagueis has just been so exciting to me. I know, and. I just don't know where people are at with this book and this character. And it's like, I know where you're at and it's very exciting. And like, I'm just pumped to do this today. Yeah. I know. I've been talking about it all week. I just, I, I can't even explain. I mean, and this is a little bit outside our purview. We usually do Canon stuff, but I think I was like, I, I know this kind of could inform a lot of early stuff, a lot of new stuff, a lot of next stuff. Um, so I was super excited about it. Um, I was thinking maybe, you know, we also have in just a couple days, the beginning of Bad Batch, the final season. I was wondering if we wanted to just talk oh, about yeah. that. Let's first. not leave that off the table. We'll definitely get there. Yeah. Let's talk that first. And yeah. then what, what's yeah. your best thought, Batch thoughts? Because once I get going on Plagueis, like you're not going to be able to stop me. And like for weeks, <laughs> I have stuff that I want to talk about for weeks. This is like not there's no Wait, way. Do, do our fans know? But I mean, to the uninitiated in, in the mysteries of the force, Darth Plagueis mentioned in the prequel series uh, obviously the the tale of darth plagueis the wise that palpatine sort of tells anakin to lure him into the sort of his dark teachings um uh just a, just a mention there but there's a book and it's a great book and this was actually palpatine's mentor i believe it's still considered legends um i don't know if it's really so, canon and yeah. you need to be concerned did with you it see me concerned, wander away there for a second i did yes I was on I was on Wikipedia because I'm like oh Dam I wanted to look up Damask Holdings oh sure so I did uh, it is it is it is uh, technically canon it's in timelines it's in Star okay, Wars timelines. okay and uh, we can talk about it when we get to it but there's some stuff here that is like pretty runs true for what happens in Plagueis yeah so they might be starting to recanonize some of the stuff so, okay yeah. well some of it's being recanonized we're in the process of it mm -hmm. but anyways this is this is a, just a great story about uh, sort of a a dark lord of the Sith that was sort of conspiring behind the scenes, uh, even before Palpatine. And yeah. uh, it's very exciting yeah. stuff. But anyways, Bad Batch. Let's <laughs> okay, start with Bad let's start Batch. Let's get into Bad Batch. Um, you get me so excited. Yeah, so we uh, Wednesday, we're going to get a three-episode premiere. Um, and we're going to get the beginning of the last season there. Um, so took a little look back. We were going to kind of do sort of like a 
a review, but I kind of just can't. <laughs> it kind of hurts yeah. my soul. The last season yeah. ended very tragically um, with a loss sure. of one of the members and uh, one of the core members, maybe the kindest, maybe the best of the bunch, really. Um, yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the season really pumped text tires. Like I remember the whole time um, there was one thing. So I, I did take a little glance back and it got me thinking, I think I'm finally on board with you guys that um, they're going to say that Omega has uh, can use the force. Oh, interesting. OK, I'm finally all the way on board. come around. I finally come around. <laughs> I think I have like this. Usually I'm like you because I'm right. less sure now. Go ahead. Wait, you mean reading Plagueis <laughs> didn't spur these thoughts? Uh, maybe, maybe the, actually, because okay. <laughs> there is a little tangential thing. The the right, sort of there is. yeah, I mean, I just it just sounds like it sounds like more people are going to be getting the force and they're going to be playing with the force and this is going to be happening. I mean, Sabine obviously got the force and the other right. thing, yep. but I, I just think it. I don't know. This time looking at it, she is like she's clearly super special and not like genetically enhanced special like special special she has a good spirit um yep. she's lovely she, she's so capable like just the first scene in the first um episode you're like that is jedi stuff right there she is like she sure. it, it has like an, an elite sense or, or innate sense of of just the right thing to do all the, the time and um i just actually think her you know i think they're going there with you know, clearly the uh, Empire has been trying to clone people with the Force, um, and sooner or later they've got to break through. and And I think this might have been the ace up the sleeve for the Kaminoans that they sort of yeah. dropped in the earlier seasons. Right. It just makes sense that that's that. It just makes sense that that's going to go there. Um, and then I have yeah, another comment right. after that. But w what say y'all? Let me. Yeah, I. So the question I, I keep asking myself uh, is why Omega in terms of we know why Boba Fett was Boba Fett, right? Like we get a very clear, I asked for one unaltered copy, right? So so the Kaminoans had to have a reason to create Omega. And why would the cloners <laughs> care about creating? Okay, there's two things. It's Either, a different price bracket. Oh, it's, yeah. You can now make an army of Jedi. That's like, no, it costs no, 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 a little no, bit no, more this time. No, no, right, 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 right. no truly capitalistic. Stop. You're ahead of where I'm getting at. So <laughs> yeah. let, me finish, let me finish. So. Yeah. So a couple of questions there, like, well, one, like if you're just like, if you're not doing the force thing, which is the, here, I, here's, here's my reason for how I got to the force thing, because why are they doing this? One, they don't care about creating an unaltered clone. They know how to do that. They did that with Boba. So there's no reason for them to create another unaltered clone. They're cloners. They want to do something new. Yeah. Is it to create a female version? That should be the easiest thing cloners could do right. to mess with a chromosome. That's like the easiest thing. There's no there's no skill involved in that. So why? And I think the only reasonable explanation is they need to create, as, as you were saying, Ben, clone or, or force sensitive clones because that keeps them alive in the eyes of the of the of the uh, of the empire. Right. Yeah. Like it makes so much sense. Otherwise, if this ends, we don't get an answer. I'm going to be really like, well, why? Why do we create Omega? I love the character. Yeah. But like. It makes no continuity, like, no sense in continuity why you would create this character. Yeah, they need to say Sorry. something mm. to make it sort of yeah. like, well, well, all right, well, what else could right. she really be? Like, why else is she so special that it, you're waiting three seasons to reveal it? Right. Right. And anyone, anyone's, you know, as obsessed with bioengineering as the, the Caminos are, Kaminoans are, that that's the kind of ultimate goal, right, is to create the a clone that can also use the force that's almost this ultimate weapon right that's like that's that just shows the science the, the apex of the science itself and i feel like that's that's cool in terms of storytelling 
Yeah. It's just a cool thing. And it's like, yeah. oh, Omega's like this really cool, like special ops sort of like um like DARPA clone, essentially. Yeah. Like right. Other, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that I it, yeah, it'd be super fun. And then um my my brain went somewhere else because it's you know, there's this ongoing thing. It's it's like my four dads, you know, like these, they, like <laughs> yeah. not only are they great fighters, but they just like have this sense like we have to take care of her. She is a child and like we have to take care of her, which is really heartwarming. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I didn't yeah. just like straight watch this whole thing. It's like, I mean, it really tugs at my heartstrings and it's very powerful. It's yeah. very emotional and um, not uncomfortably really so, but it's like, you know, the first time through I'm there, but the second time I'm like, I don't know if I want to go on that sort of like emotional ride. Um, cause it's a lot, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, which is a tribute to the writing and all that, but so I'm thinking about a potentially force sensitive Omega in the future and where it's going and you know, who would be best to sort of take care of her. Obviously she'll be able to, you know, hopefully she'll have the opportunity to retire on that Island and live a, you know, a full child. Couldn't you broadly do Robin hood with her essentially? Yeah, you could. Yeah, but I was thinking, and you still could with this idea. But I was thinking, what if Asajj Ventress ends up becoming her master and teaches her mm. the way of the Force? Wouldn't that be ooh, a fun? Ooh, 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 ooh. Wait, I, I like the light bow though. I'm hoping that she can keep she it. Keep the light bow. Maybe she doesn't even use a light bow. Jedi character that uses a light bow, and that's it's the perfect like Django Jedi but, mix, right? Mm-hmm. It's someone who's the daughter of Jango Fett, but also a Jedi and yeah. therefore uses a ranged weapon. And I, I <laughs> think so the master Ventress would probably be like, yeah, use your light bow. That's fine. You don't have to use a lightsaber. I think you're onto something because the, 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 the needle that, that Lucasfilm has been threading for the last decade now is we can have force users, but there's only one Jedi in the galaxy right now. And his name is Luke Skywalker. Right. Everyone else are force users who have like, right. Ahsoka. I left the Jedi order. Right. And so now you have Asajj, who similarly is not, who got brought back to the light is not necessarily a Jedi, but is training Omega to use it. So it makes sense that she wouldn't necessarily have a lightsaber. She would have some other type of weapon. Like I think you have her master and apprentice, you know, similar to what we get with like, right. With what we get, like kind of the light side version of what we see in Ahsoka with, um, uh, Bale and skull. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so and it, it yeah, would be a very interesting education. It's because it's not going to be all bows and stuff. And I mean, guys, like the question that is the last thing I think of when I go to bed at night and the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning is like, what is the ideal role of the Jedi? Like what what mm-hmm. is it like, you know, where did the order go wrong and what is the next evolution of like what the Jedi could be that could be a more perfect sort There's of There's some Plagueis quotes we'll get to later in this episode yep. that I think will spur some conversations about the Jedi and the Sith and yeah. what it all means. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of like this sort of disparate teachings that are happening. You know, you've got a social sure. Sabine. I mean, if you had, if you had uh, Ventress and Omega, that would be yep. super fun. Um, you've got yep. Grogu and, and yep. you know, the, and Din Djarin, which is like not mm-hmm. really that tutelage, but like... <laughs> Clan Jaren. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. for the future of those but two. Imagine if you do that and then you bring in Ray, right? And Ray is the yes. new Jedi Order, taking yeah. in all of these lessons, yes. right? And trying to figure out what a new Jedi Order is with all of this. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. So this is stuff yeah. that I think we'll be talking about a, a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, oh, I yeah. think that would just yeah, be yeah. super fun. And like, because like, I, I don't know that I want the sort of Colin Trevorrow. It's just another new Jedi order and there's Ray and there's the teaching and they're all wearing the masks and playing like, 
maybe it's really weird. Like maybe it's really weird. Like I know, I think I told you like I, I had a really nice Friday night, <laughs> peaceful Friday night at home. Nice. Um, and I was like, just thinking about what was I watching? Oh, uh, the green Knight. I was watching the green Knight. Ah, so good. So good. And it just hit such a great I was film. like, that's what I needed. I was like, had the longest week of work ever. And I just sat down and melted in the couch and like watched this beautiful, crazy, like sonorous, lovely Arthurian tale, like classic. Poetic. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But uh, now I'm trying to figure out what I can take away from the lighthouse for uh, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Uh, Adam was watching the lighthouse. The lighthouse. Like, the before we went yeah. live today. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. So. I mean, there's probably plenty of room for the lighthouse in Star Wars too. But um, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. like a sip a sip uh now yeah, you've said it it's out of the yeah. bag now i need now it. i need it now i need it yeah <laughs> it could be a disney plus short yeah as long as just as depraved it be. should have been kylo ren's uh being stuck on stuck on octu <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but so in the in the, the green night they they have merlin and it's the yeah. best like costume design merlin i have ever seen and he has like face tattoos and like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, doesn't speak, doesn't need to speak. Like, that's kind of where I want, I'd love Ray to go is just get weird. Like, not light side, not dark side, just like really arcane and like really into this, like, sure, you know, ancient teachings and like really trying to get to the bottom of like how to reshape the Jedi Order as opposed to Luke. That's just like, let's just try again. They weren't so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing it's going to be tough but, though. I mean, it, it, it seems like it'll be the the beginnings of a temple you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the recruiting like the sort of like who the early stages of maybe the jedi trials and sort of padawan ship and sort of tutelage like i imagine because it sounds like they wanted to depart from the um uh the the sort of like ray is older script essentially yeah, i think it's still going to be a 10 year jump uh, though if uh, 10 years what i heard yeah yeah a 10 years okay um, so well, yeah, I imagine there's still 30, like just 30. you're still finding yeah people, and then at the same yeah, time, of course you are. Yeah, I think what about still finding we, we talk about allowing Jedi to feel emotion and sort of find kinship with each other as sort of maybe a new um, you know uh, practice that that they didn't do before with Ray's temple, but do we? I don't think we really talk about age and and when she's going to recruit people and how like you know she'll find jedi at what age anyone you know like yeah. anywhere so people we, older than her that are force sensitive yeah. that ever really yes yeah had I mean, a chance to learn how to use it are going to be able to go there and, and enroll and i, I yeah. hope so i mean that's that's very much what again not that eu is what we need to do again but like old eu was that was luke's jedi temple right that was luke's jedi order was Anyone who's forced us to come here, and by the way, they could have attachments. We uh, we were texting, or the guys were texting, and I was yeah. uh, busy because life. And they're like, "What do you want in a like things that you need must see in a in a new Jedi Order film? You really want to see?" <laughs> yeah, my thing, I was gonna text, and I just didn't get a chance because I was driving. Was just like, I I just want to hear the word attachment, and some like <laughs> yeah, just, right. I just want to hear the word attachment. It feels like a lingering yeah question that George yeah. set up essentially. He was just like, yeah. "Well, what was wrong? What did they do wrong here?" It's because they definitely felt these attachments. Yet they, you know, uh, you know, did denied themselves of such yeah, relationships so well. Yeah, yeah, that goes so well in every religion. When you repress, everything goes great. Repression is the, right. is the key. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, Don't that part that. as well. People will think it's real information. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, yeah. But I, part of me wonders if, like, it could just be, you could kind of get both of what you're asking, not asking for, but both of what you're thinking about, because it could be, if this is 10 years later, it could just be, you know, hard cut to um, Ray's been out in the galaxy doing her vision quest and is now back and ready to start it might just be the formation of the new Jedi Order is what we make it in this movie, right? Where she has come back weird right? and sure. like ready to start gathering pupils, yeah. right? So, well, no. so yeah. I have this weird headcanon because I watched Star Wars Summer Vacation Lego um, show. Oh, nice. Right. I, and it was centered, I think yeah. that's the one that centers around Finn and uh, he's all by himself, but yeah. he's like getting ready to do his next thing where I think he he says like Ray is, go, is out searching for more Jedi knowledge and like raiding temples and doing all that fun stuff. And he's about to go, his job is recruitment. He's going to be the one that goes and finds force sensitive people yeah. and brings them into the school. So in my head canon, it's like they're 10 years in, you know, the, the, the school will a be a tablet established and, yeah. um, and, you know, Ray will be, I, I'm just hoping Ray's weirder, like we're Ray's somewhere down the path towards fi figuring out what her philosophy is going to be for all these students and all these Jedi in the galaxy. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, and then we can go from there, and you can do more recruitments. Like I assume it's it's perpetual and all that. Um, you're saying you're saying Finn's the recruiter. Yes, that's that was what was stated in I Lego would love Star Wars. Finn is wielding a sort of like vibro sword or lightsaber and blaster. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. force sensitive oh, yeah. and is so attuned to the force that he basically can find people who are force sensitive. Like he's like, oh, they have it. Like that makes sense to me. That's an organic sort yeah. of evolution. Oh, how character. cool! Would it, I mean, Finn could be the coolest Jedi ever. Um, they just did need to do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope everyone will come to their senses and Boyega's in, you know, free and they can do it. So, well, I like that. It. It's so secret. It's so buried at this point. Everyone talks about it as the Ray film and I'm very excited about the Ray film. And like, but yeah. I mean, if you bring back John Boyega, people are going to be so happy. So pleased with that. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Anyways, that, but this is all a good sort of segue in there. Cause we were talking about George Lucas and sort of, all the interesting things Lucas put out there in the prequels. Um, that's what James Lucino had to deal with when he wrote Plagueis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so yeah, now that you've brought it up, you've really, you, this is really, for me, this is a major nerve because I feel like what James Lucino does with the sort of lore of the prequels as a sort of prologue to the prequels and the saga itself, um, the nine films, uh, is so adept and so just deft. Like, I just feel like he just tapped into all the different sort of like strands of, of lore that George set up in the prequels and that carried forward into the original trilogy and sort of really took the time to think about how he could tell the the earlier parts of each of those strands, the earlier instances of those stories and, and, and the sort of planning and plotting that goes into the prequels. And I just have to commend James Lucino for, for doing that. Um, it's just amazing. I feel like um, as a sort of sole auteur and artist and, and writer in, in crafting this epic, I feel like uh, uh, he should be commended given that, you know, there's mixed reviews of the sort of sequels and the stories that sort of take place after the saga and, uh, and, and, and how that the lore and strands of lore are handled there. And I just have to say, looking before the saga, what James does here is just, I don't know, it's just unbelievable. It's literally a 10 out of 10 for me. Literally a 10 out of 10. That's that's so rare to just say that about 
a lot of these stories, but uh, just incredible. Yeah, a hundred percent agree, man. Because it was like, you know, the Lucasfilm did a ton of backfilling on sort of, I mean, the whole Clone War saga, right? It was like backfilling on why, you know, Anakin ended up where he did. And, you know, they they do all these things and they're like, well, this happened because of this and this happened because of this. But like what Lucino did was like, yes, and everything. He was mm-hmm. like, midichlorians, yes. And the next master can <laughs> see midichlorians. Yeah. <laughs> and in like, it's key to the plot. Obsessed with manipulating them. Here's all the deep, dark science that he's into. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, there's now we know there's Munilus. Oh, so there's a whole banking clan and there's a techno yeah. union <laughs> and all this. Well, that means there's this <laughs> dynamic economy yeah. where like, and then it's like, wait, the like, the you the trade federation has its trade has federation. voting rights in the senate he's like what okay like let's go and just like and the sort of in. like luring to the trade federation to naboo for the plasma that's under its crust like yeah. like all this stuff that's just like yeah okay like this is all the stuff that i'm dying to know about know. it's like process stuff mixed it, with incredible dark side lore and you know yeah. sith it, stuff this is the stuff that maybe missed the old old EU, right? And that and as and, and the old EU came out of the fact that like it became evident at some point George Lucas was kind of done making Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know, and realistic, like it just wasn't really happening. Ooh, and so yeah. yeah. And he's just started saying, okay, go ahead and do it. And just like being able to like this this like can you imagine a book in Disney era coming out where it's just like, no, we're gonna tell you everything that happened that leads up to the moments of the story. Like it's just this yeah. is wild. Like yeah. how yeah. much road they cut I, I, I forgot this book of just like how much it just explains everything. Oh, and it ties like in just, seamlessly with the yeah. Bane and like the whole Bane yeah. story and Knights of the Old Republic yeah. is in there and like uh, the uh, the yeah. So that's why I, you there. see why I was trying to tell you about Knights of the Old Republic. I was like, you gotta yeah, like yeah. tie like gotta know everything about Knights of the Old Republic and then use that information when Plagueis kind of drops name drops. Yeah, you're like, whoa, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, like makes sense you have context oh man and but so yeah so that's what this this book is man it just goes it goes and you know, there's almost a different part. book there's a quote from james lucino where he says he struck he almost structured it differently where there was a whole qui-gon sort of um <laughs> there were these Qui-Gon chapters and it was this almost this race to immortality between Plagueis and Qui-Gon. Oh. And Qui-Gon actually meets the wills and actually achieves true immortality. Oh, because he does. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That would have been amazing. Yeah. So the All book the he threw books. away was no. better than most Star Wars books I've read. Oh, and this is no yeah. knock on like what's going on. No. Yeah. No, no and, oh. like the, the books are wonderfully written, but they're very in rails. Like the rails are set up very clearly, which is like not a problem. To the authors, because like I like the batch of authors we have currently are like superstars, and the books are like that. I think that's the thing is it's like for these books to be enjoyable, you have to have amazing authors, yeah. right? Because yeah. they got to tell compelling character yeah. stories, because that's all you can do right now is compelling characters, and they do such a good job. But like, it, it, because the thing about this book is like, it is a sweeping epic, yeah, th- right? That takes over long periods of time. You're just jumping yeah, it's like, like fifty decades. years. Yeah, yeah six years. I think years, it starts yeah. sixty-two uh, BBY and it goes to thirty BBY actually. So yeah, thirty years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. And I mean, like, he doesn't miss an opportunity to tie in another person and then add to their, add to their thing. I mean, the Darth Zana stuff. I mean, so this mm-hmm. is when I got to just start pulling some of this stuff out. Oh yeah, okay. but he was right. like, he says. Um, Oh man, I'm never gonna be able to find this. He, but he says like, Zan, like allegedly, Darth Bane was able to 
Um, oh, here we go. In Bane's age, a Sith might have had to guard against an attempt at essence transfer by the deceased. A leap into yeah. the consciousness of the Sith who survived. But those times were long past and of no relevance, not since the teachings had been sabotaged, the technique lost. The last Sith, possessed of the knowledge, had been inexplicably drawn to the light side and killed, taking the secret process with him. Like, did he need yeah. to be like, oh yeah, no, it went on, and then that person got drawn to the light, and then they died, and then he doesn't tell you who the... Like, just like yeah. that alone is, is an encapsulation of what this book is. Incredible. It just like yeah. just taking it absolutely out. Sure. So that made me think I'm like, wait, was that Darth Santa? Did she turn to the light? But I, I think it was probably a disciple. And they also talk about like Gildan, Darth Gildan or Darth Garrus. He's towards the end. I think he finally does. And he was, you know, he was like a compassionate Sith and um and didn't want to and tried to do things a different way. And that that, you know. That set them yeah. back a little while, but uh, so, but it, that's yeah. just like that. I don't know. That's just like a perfect it, encapsulation. Yeah. That happens every chapter. Wait. Every chapter, something yep. will blow so your face off. Like just that. drop a ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't. So I was I was mostly listening to some of my multiple commutes this week. So not a lot of note taking. Uh, or else I would have crashed. Best audiobook ever. Yes. Yeah, so, oh my gosh. Do you so have who's the voice actor? That. Grant, I don't know, but everyone is so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I don't know. I'll look it up. He's right so good and. But the other thing I wanted you to mention is they mentioned exactly how many Sith there were in the rule of two between Bane and Plagueis. I don't know if either of you got that number down, but it wasn't 30. that big of a 30, right? 30. I knew it was like 20 or 30. Like to me is also just like, yeah, that's 30 books. That's 30 books right there. Like just write, <laughs> yeah. 30 books. Like, just write a book for every yeah, single yeah. one. Just give me that encyclopedia oh. of like, like just do it. Yep. No, that was, that was another one that I highlighted. Cause I was like, what? Yeah. Cause he was like, you know, it took, in and if the last thousand years, there's been tens of thousands of Jedi, he's, and in that time, there's only been thirty Sith. He's like, yeah, the, he's like, only thirty were worthy of the mantle of the Sith. Yeah. Um, um. I also skip ahead. We can talk more about it in detail. But my favorite thing might be how Sidious kills Plagueis. It is the most. It is the most oh Sheev Palpatine goodness. move ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just the monologuing. Just bore him to death. Like, <laughs> <laughs> by yeah. monologuing him uh, to death. Yeah. Wait, so we, I mean, that's really just skipping to the end. Mm. We'll, I think we'll get there, but... Yeah, I, yeah we'll get there. You know, we, we should start with the death of Tenebris, Wait, because you know like, what start, the Tenebris... Like, can we start with the end, just to... Can we start with, like, the okay. end, because that connects to the prequels, and fans, sure, okay. you know, are going to be more concerned with that than anything else. Oh, but I'm um, more concerned with the beginning stuff. We'll, we're we'll we're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get there. I think I think we really just... that. The, so the death of Plagueis, uh, Palpatine sort of talks about how he, how he go to mask is sort of the perfect fall guy for getting Padme to be queen of, of Naboo and then the assassinations and things like that. And that Plagueis essentially is the fall guy for the clones and essentially and Sifo-Dyas and all that stuff. Like yeah. it's basically like the like Plagueis works out to be this perfect piece for Palpatine yeah. at the yeah. very end. And, and uh, yeah. but it's brilliant. It's Plagueis, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. According uh, to, according to Sidious, yeah. as Sidious is want to do, I had it all planned, planned from the right. start. From and the I, that, I love the beginning Incredible. of him. He lands, he sticks the landing. Yeah. Like, no. It's perfect. I think there is some <laughs> evidence to this that he did actually have it planned out. He had, and, he had machinations. Yeah. He had I mean, many, many pies. Because the as a reader, but again, you don't know. Like you right. now that so I'm thinking about it, he could have just done it in that second. Been like, I've been mean, I've been plotting this the whole time just to like, that's that's my drive the nail. Just rub it in. Just to be in just kill everyone in a room if he can eliminate witnesses at any point in the book and so you're just yeah. like you just know he's just he's just 
full of, he's just full of you know deception and deceit yeah. and is, is just not to be trusted as a character and he's treated as that and you almost like that's why Plagueis is such a fun character to follow in the book because he is wary of Palpatine yeah. the entire time and sort of trying to like you know you know Sith splain the force to him the entire time yeah and uh, and he does a great job of it and there's lots of quotes that are oh. incredible they're just like Plagueis to Palpatine yeah, and like it's all serious it's, it's lore. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible yeah. lore, and just the dialogue is out of control. Because, like, um, yeah, I mean, yes, Plagueis is a historian. He is a scientist. He is detail oriented. He's very bioengineering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, finds his. The book starts with him taking out his master, yeah. and sort of like that whole prologue of his relationship with his master. Um. And his experimenting with his master before he dies and sort of like then finding his master's like secret apprentice and experimenting on on that character. Oh, yeah, that and was dark. And like experimenting yeah. with, with basically like midi chlorines and trying to um, achieve immortality. And that's that's basically who Plagueis is as a character. It's a dark sort of scientist Sith. Yeah. Um, with with deep pockets and has a lot of political control already. Um, and sort of takes advantage of the disenfranchised in the outer rim. It's sort of that's there's a, there's a lot going on, and um, it's just, it's astounding. Like there's so much in this book. Yeah, one of my favorite lines is just uh, five words long. Teneb- sure. Tenebris died while Plagueis observed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he, he like it's like yeah. when he died, he like really tried to like capture the moment, yeah, sure. and he was all right. obviously like he studies midichlorians. He like this is the yes and with midichlorians, right? He Plagueis, yeah. Plagueis studies the manipulation of midichlorians through the force. What do they mean? What do they do? Does it like the amount of midichlorians correlate to the force power? Uh, spoiler alert, no. Um, <laughs> and then, and, and, and you know, he was able to do, to encourage the, um, the midichlorians to like help repair right. his yeah body. there's a great line there's a great line in the book that i i highlighted where he goes it's almost like a bane line from a nolan script or something where he's like midichlorians are not so easily persuaded to execute the dictates of one newly initiated in the mysteries and i love that he referred to the force as the mysteries yeah. it really it really yeah. speaks back to sort of greek the greek mysteries and sort of like um uh the school of mysteries and things like that that are just so fascinating when you when you read about the you know the, the read the greek poems and stuff and um he's just such a romantic character like such a poetic yes. character yeah because <laughs> like, he's very high society for a sit to be like deeply reflective as reflective as Plagueis is yeah yep yeah and it's fun because sidious is you know the i told you so character and he's he's not reflective at all he's very much this sort of mustache twirling dark wizard yeah um and so it's Plagueis is a nice breath of fresh air yeah he's a spoiled brat thinker he's a spoiled brat yeah Yeah, like i mean in that moment where he was like so they get drunk together first of all it's crazy that Plagueis was still alive when um when sidious was elected chancellor because that means right. like he was running around in the middle of uh, you know oh. the beginning of Phantom Menace. There's literally yeah. In the yeah, yeah. Phantom Menace, there's literally a, a a an explanation for why he wasn't there. Yes. Like, did you catch that? Where it was just like, and this is why. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he wasn't at the yeah. at the Senate. Where I'm like, oh, that's some interesting. Well, he gets like, he gets yeah. chopped up by those Maladian assassins. Uh-huh. We should sure probably does. mention that. Yeah. And he kind of goes that's on a. a 
what is a um, uh, convalescent kind of like respirator respirator type yeah 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 uh, he goes he has a kind of respirator device and so there's there's sort of this Vader imagery with Plagueis that's really there is. Fun. If Vader drank his alcohol through his nose. Oh my gosh, so gross. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's just stop for a second yes. and talk about that most simple yes. I've ever seen. He just consumes things. Every scene with Plagueis is kind of weird too. There's yeah. a weird energy there where you're yeah. like, I'm hanging out with a gray alien, no big deal. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> yep. it's like yeah. with a head shaped like a book. Yep. Well, he just he just they're kind of similar to the classic sort of sci-fi gray alien right in a lot of ways like the Kaminoans, the mutalists yeah. are are yeah. tall sort of gangly you know um sort of very very like typical gray alien almost design yeah but uh yeah but check out you know, attack of the clones if you want to see live action. so that is that's what Plagueis looks like for listeners if if you're just if you're if you're sort of not following the books as deeply as we are, like the the Plagueis is a is a moon. He's not a human. He's a yeah. right. So yeah, he's a banking clan. Watch Attack of the Clones. The banking clan sitting around the table with the separatists. That's the species. Squished heads. Yeah, squished heads. Other kind of flat. Other. So you imagine that every fortunate. Scene. Yeah, with a respirator. <laughs> like he's a little taller than everyone too. I imagine. Yeah. 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 And his 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 master Darth Enterprise, is a Bith. Yes. <laughs> you don't know what Bith is. That's the yeah. musicians at the cantina. Tenebris has great, great quotes in this book too. I, I didn't does. really, I, I didn't bring anyone, any of them to the conversation, but they're great quotes. Uh, he's also a fun. I mean, just Lucino writing like Sith, like like master quotes is just uh, like above, like just one of the best things ever. It's amazing. Um, I mean, this is a little off, you know, beaten path a little bit here, but for a second, I mean, one or two of these have to be alive during. Oh, Acolyte, right? Like, it, it, I th- <laughs> come on. I, I think Tenebris could be. Um, I think Tenebris. I didn't, if I don't get a Sith Bith. Yeah. And because I think, oh, no, his his other Padawan, his, like, backup Padawan was a Bith also. But I forget who they said uh, Tenebris's master was. They might not have. It's. I believe it was a Twi'lek character. Oh, it was a Twi'lek. Yes, you're right. It is. So it's, yeah. it's so in canon currently, shoot, I just had, it is Xana, is, is is uh darth tenebris's master is oh no it's not on here actually never mind yeah i don't think it's darth Xana. because darth Xana is like 600 years before that or something yeah. that's the that's the previous one not even like before before darth uh tenebris is darth Xana is the only one named so there's yeah. no one named is that right i don't know well there's a weird. there's a there bunch in here clunky, like the, talking. there's like it's like darth yeah. gildan or darth jarrus or something and then I'm sorry, that's obviously not Canon Jarrus, but uh, yeah, there's a, I mean, he he mentions a bunch in between, you know, but, uh, and clearly that she passed it on. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know if Tenebris is Canon, probably not. It's in there. It is Canon. Okay, it's great. not Canon that he, but it is not Canon that he's a Bith, but it is Canon that he's, he's there. Like the only Canon ones are, are Sidious and then uh, Plagueis. Yeah, Tenebris and then Bane, basically, and Xana. Like that's it. Like it goes Bane, Xana, Tenebris, Plagueis. A thousand years later, yeah, Tenebris, Plagueis. Right. So. And we know there's about thirty people in there. You know, yeah. so or twenty five other yeah. people in there. Uh, and there's a ton of other, yeah, and other names. We just don't know where they fall in that lineage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to know. I love that, Adam. You're like thirty books. Give it to me. Go. Yeah, just thirty bucks. Come on. 
You yeah. get you get five authors who are real good. Yeah. That's six books each. That's nothing. Yeah. They can finish that it's before the decade's out. It'll be great. Yeah. All right. Um Yeah, no, they should. They really I would I just need a Sith lineage sort of at least a sort of like timelines book or something like something yeah. at some point. Let, yeah. Let's just figure out where the Sith have been. I feel like it's a fun thing to explore. Um what about the Yin Kori? I knew you'd love. I thought that was like one of the coolest things from this book. I was like, oh, like Tenebris and Plagueis sort of like thought the Yinkori could be like the answer to beating the Jedi, this sort of uh, species that's immune to the force. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Like, it was so interesting that like you hear about the the different sort of grand plans of the Sith to take out the Jedi Order in this book, yeah. and it's not just like one dimensional. It's not just one method. It's like this. They they in the beginning of the book they are like are uh, they're basically in a cortosis mine, and they're thinking about cortosis as a sort of means to defeat the Jedi. Like like they're the Sith are constantly plotting. Yep. What about, about this? this? Maybe this. Sith. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just thinking and, the, and plotting and thinking and plotting and then lethal viruses to like destroy the Jedi. Like there's so much in this book that was about like what they could do to take out the Jedi. And I was like, this is so fun because it's not just it's not just single minded. Like here's one approach. It's it's here's different approaches. Here's you know, we've been pl- scheming for years. It was very interesting to get that inside look on the Sith pl- plotting. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love how organic it was. Like they were sort of like you know, really in early stages with Tenebris was alive and still trying to figure things out. And he's a mathematician, apparently Bith, like their like mathematician and calculation, that sort of like that was his thing. And that's a Bith thing as well. Didn't that you like the intelligence exuded from the writing like of yes. the character? Yes. Like it, yes. it was it was totally. really well done, I thought. Like I was just it was almost like Palpatine was intelligent, but almost not as in, like intelligent in a different way from these characters. Like I felt like these characters were almost like, like you said, Ben, a little bit more arcane, like a little bit, they were a little bit more mystical, but at the same time they were like number crunching scientists. And I was like, it was just different than Palpatine. You didn't really, you don't really get to see the arcane science, you know, yeah. uh, um, mind of, of Palpatine. No, you don't. Really. He's kind of just a spoiled brat. And like it's kind of like a bureaucrat, like a spoiled bureaucrat. Right. Who's... And I think he did learn from Plagueis's sort of machinations and political maneuverings. And he was, you know, a, Sidious already knew how to play the political game. But I don't think like the 4D chess that Plagueis was doing, I think he learned from him and just sort of like sort of piggybacked on and then carried. Yeah, it was very, there's some piggybacking. But he's a, and that's what's kind of cool yeah. is you definitely sense that there's some piggybacking and it's not like. Palpatine had it all figured out. Right. It was like, oh, luckily I can just sort of take pieces of what they were plotting the entire time. And yeah, that's what Plagueis did too. I mean, like the, the Tenebris, obviously they build off of each other, the Sith. Yeah. Right. But that's a thing. Take like everything that the previous Sith had or had going. You know? But I mean, they went from like science experiments at the beginning of the book to f- really like in real time being like, okay, like it's a chess match. And they finally get the right piece in the right place at the end. And they're like, this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to do it. Like the Yinchori, you know, we're going to be, you know, they found the cloners. He found his Patsy in um, uh, Master Sifo Diaz. And, yep. you know, and, and then they knew that they had something in Count Dooku. The Dooku stuff was fantastic too. It's great at the end of the book. Yeah. It and they, so they like good. had all these pieces in place and they, they had certain people in their pockets and like, and they just were like, okay, if we just go here, here, here. And then it's like, yeah. Done. And they, 
you know, and they figured it out. And they actually, they have a, a great line. This sort of, this is what, unfortunately, I'm just learning now. Um, but the, yeah. the fascist handbook, there's like only one fascist handbook, like playbook. And, and this is, this was the line from the book. It said, through us, the powers of chaos are harnessed and exploited. Dark times don't simply emerge, Sidious. Enlightened beings, guiding intelligences, manipulate events to bring about a storm that will deliver power into the hands of an elite group willing to make the hard choices the Republic fears to make. Beings may elect their leaders, but the force has elected us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, so, that's it. So it's like you, you create chaos, you know, yep. you make everyone hate everything, but they're like, I don't know what's yep. going on, but I know something's wrong. And then you bring a strong voice to be like, I will lead us to order. And, you know, exactly. yep. and, and, uh, yeah. and through gods or, or divine right or right. whatever have you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. His yep. relationship to the force is absolutely fascinating. Um, Plagueis uh, believes like he, he basically can sort of achieve immortality, but he also is very wary of the the force striking back. I think yes. he says verbatim, like this. the force could strike back, and that's why it, playing to obviously the Empire Strikes Back and just like just the verbiage and stuff, and just how, how you know how beautiful that is just to play to that. And uh, I, I I love that about Plagueis. Yeah. I love that he sees that there's repercussions as well, but he also is like. He's also like the Sith who do sort of like uh, make the force a beast of burden, like must be worthy of it. Like they must be worthy of the force to to, to control it. Um, and it's very, it almost the way he speaks about it, it's very rare that anyone's worthy of that. Yes. Like yeah. that level of control. Because and even he himself struggles. Think- and obviously the book showcases he struggles and, and cannot survive his injuries and, and cannot, you know, mend them to the degree he would like to. Yeah. I mean, think about it, Grant. Who has a better grasp of the Force? Plagueis or Yoda? A better understanding of the Force? I think Yoda, ultimately, because oh. I think Yoda and Qui-Gon... No, the Force is about being thinking without and being selfless. The Force is actually about giving up. It's not about right. what Plagueis says. Yeah. At one point, Plagueis says... To say the force works in mysterious ways is to admit one's ignorance for any mystery can be solved through application of knowledge and unrelenting effort. And I think that's wrong. I think the, like, the Socratic search for knowledge is ultimately going to lead to boredom yeah. and you won't get to it. You have to be selfless and without and right. find bliss and nirvana yeah. and sort of not try to control it. And then I think you get all of it, honestly. That's my belief. I think I think yeah. you're exactly right about that. But the, the reason I bring it up is that like this sort of the tides of the force is something that Plagueis is very attuned to. He knows that like if he pushes too hard with the dark side, the force will push back against him. And right. like and 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 so he's like he he like is constantly coking. You, uh, coaxing, there's a great I have a great one here. Yeah, do it. I have a good one here. Oh but yeah so he's constantly coaxing and building it but like in, you know, worried. And then right towards the end, he yeah. starts being like, uh-oh. Like he we've realized done we've done, yeah. I, I went too far. Yeah. Here and, comes the wave. And of course, Sidious thinks he's won, you know, the lottery and everything's great. But like, in you know, but he knows like now. Well, at one point he says, the Ashla is a perversion. Oh, there it mm-hmm. is. So yeah. the dark has always preceded the light. Yeah. 
The original idea was to capture the power of the Force and make it subservient to the will of sentient life. The ancients, the celestials, the Rakata didn't pronounce judgment on their works. They moved planets, organized star systems, con conjured dark side devices like the Star Forge as they saw fit. If millions died in the process, so be it. The lives of most beings are of small consequence. The Jedi have failed to understand this. They are so busy saving lives and striving to keep the powers of the Force in balance that they have lost sight of the fact the sentient life is meant to evolve, not just simply languish in contented stasis. Right. Like, just these are takes. These are like <laughs> sizzling hot takes, yeah. just like against the Jedi, like throughout the book. So, um, yeah, it, uh, there's one line in here that's actually like truly cool, truly fascinating. It's, and I think plays to the new Jedi Order sort of stuff that we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's, it's when Plagueis is talking to Palpatine and he's like, remember why the Sith are mo more powerful than the Jedi, Sidious? Because we are not afraid to feel. We embrace the spectrum of emotions from the heights of transcendent joy to the depths of hatred and despair. Fear, fearless, we welcome whatever past the dark side sets up on us and whatever destiny it lays out for us. Um, he's definitely into the emotions of everything. Yes, and so yeah. even joy, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And um, which 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 goes to tell me that like I'm excited to see this new Jedi Order film because I'm excited to see what Force sensitives do when they get angry and and and, and they do give into their emotion and sort of maybe that's part of it. Um, it's almost like managing powers with 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 uh, you know when you have such deep emotions. Essentially. Yeah, right. I have another. Well, sorry. Oh, okay, I have another. No, quote. I was just just to build off that real quick. Is like it, it's like it's 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 almost like it's it's less about the emotions and more about having emotions and having the ability to destroy everything around you with force lightning <laughs> right like that's the issue is the emotions are the issue it's the power that you have mm. and how do you emotions. how do you control that how do you feel your feelings without you know frying everyone around you right so so i have a line from plagueis here talking about why he thinks that the jedi fell it says if indeed sure. they have been acting in accordance with the force how could we be succeeding in tipping the balance how could the dark side be gaining ground in fact the jedi have fallen away from their self-assigned duty their noble path could they have prevented it perhaps by uh perhaps by having remained in control of the republic by electing and re-electing jedi supreme saint chancellors or perhaps by absenting themselves completely from the affairs of the republic and attending to their arcane rituals in the belief that right thinking by them would keep the Republic strong and on course. The galaxy tipped into the light instead of having allowed themselves to become marshals and enforcers. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the like one of those cruxes, yeah. right? It's like, what is this perf more perfect union to quote Barry O? Like, like how do they they make this thing going forward? And I, I, mean, I think what you said earlier, Grant, was the latter. It was sort of like they should just pull back, right? Yeah. And just and yeah. and and they shouldn't have any involvement. What were you gonna say, Adam? Yeah. No, I, I, no, I, I agree with that. I, it's just, what I was going to say kind of as a side note is that like, this is why I never worry if I can't take notes because you literally all hit on everything while I was driving. <laughs> like, oh, I want to make a note of that. Like I wanted to talk about that quote, this idea of like, it's something we talk about a lot of like the down. I, and I kind of agree with some of that a little bit. The downfall of the, of, of the Jedi, in my opinion, is that they got too they involved, became too involved, too involved in politics, which is not yeah. what they need to be doing. It's not, it's not their strong suit either. They're not the, they're 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 too um, ignorant. Not the word I was going to I want to use, but like they're just they're just doe-eyed idealists. They they yeah. can't survive in politics. They just can't. Right. Right. Palpatine in this book even says uh, deception begins with de 
bureaucracy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love that line because I was like, oh, that that's what destroyed the Jedi, essentially. Right. As soon as you get that's... lost in that bureaucracy, what what is your mission? What it, what are you doing? And, yeah. You know, as much as like the High Republic taught us, like the Jedi become whatever's needed at the time. They're malleable. Right. Their their purpose changes, which is convenient for if Lucas. They're film, listening but... to the Force, though. That's the issue. Right. I don't think they were listening to the Force yeah. like at, at that moment. That's why they fell. Yeah. Exactly. They got blinded, and maybe it's because of the Sith, right? Maybe they fell because the 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 cloud, right? Yeah. Made it hard for them to hear the Force and what they were supposed to be doing. The cloud yeah. on the dark side. Who knows? I'm tired you, of making know? excuses for why the Jedi are acting like idiots. No, I know. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I've yeah. got another one here. Um, you may have it's so uh she had mirrored well, don't you think yeah. Coruscant is sort of visual metaphor for like why the Jedi fell? It's such a noisy cityscape or it's yeah. like yes. shoving these like monks, these monks, like these like, yeah, monks out in, in like this like the wilderness bustling city metropolis. I'm like to me that's the genius of you know the sort of ascetic direction of, of Star Wars and sort of in the visual storytelling. The industrial but revolution. I don't think it's really like take I don't really think it's taken into consideration at all. It's kind of just like yeah. People still are looking at why did they fall? I'm like, look at this. I'm like, it's visually there. It's visually yeah. right there. Yeah. So it's the yeah, industrial it's revolution it. killing off all yeah. right. Like <laughs> all mysticism. It should be on Dantooine and like the, the you know the grasslands like right. Yeah. yeah. Tython. Yeah, something. Yeah, anywhere but Agent, there. Agent Kloss. Agent Kloss seemed like a great place. Seems like a nice spot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, lovely. Oh, Osis, right? Isn't that where Luke's temple is? Like that was Osis. Nice. Yeah, that's a nice. That so. looked like a nice yeah. spot. That that had all the things. Lots of frogs. Um, Lots of frogs. Right yeah, I mean, temple, I... <laughs> yeah. One of the things that one of the thing, another thing that Lucino did that I haven't seen modern star wars writers do yet is actually make the the jedi capable there's one where um this jedi mm -hmm. faked being unconscious when the like a yinchori or right like um to, to figure them out and then and then actually like woke up and like killed them you know, like i feel mm. like the jedi are constantly being duped in the high republic and i'm tired of it <laughs> and i mean maybe they were yeah. dumber then but it was like well we know they're also pretty dumb around the fall of the republic so like I'm, I'm I don't even for know Jedi how the dial do... stand up to the Jedi. Honestly, I, I just like it's wild to me that like, I don't know. It just for me, it's like I guess is the Jedi staying their hands is sort of the problem of the High Republic. It's like because they're yeah. good and because they don't want to cause more damage and hurt people, and they don't want to kill the Nile every time. It's like the Nile, like right. you know, being absolute psychos, and then they have to you know go lethal right but and in this one they don't want to. this jedi is like no i need to kill this one because i can learn yeah. from whatever i forget exactly why but. she killed it but it was like they needed to like understand oh actually yeah because the yinchori were were she couldn't use the force so she had to right. just like do what she could and she just so, stabbed him to death like after let me let me kind of give you my head canon this this character it, okay now i'm creating now i'm like putting old canon with new canon and reversing the timeline but theoretically, this is a this is a Jedi who grew up hearing all about the Nihil and and being learned about having to deal with these situations. Yeah. While I feel like in the High Republic, they're at the end of hundreds and hundreds of years of peace. Yeah. So they are just not ready for this, right? Because they have been living in 
basically just a a a a a wonderland for 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 hundreds of years or centuries, right? Where they haven't been challenged, and so they instantaneously fall back on their philosophical ideals, right? And and I think what we're seeing is like what we're going to get. If not to make this into a higher public chat, we'll get to there when we read the next book. Is I think what we're seeing is them waking up, right, yeah. and realizing that we yeah. do have some warrior instincts in us that we need to use, yeah. right? And I think that bleeds into why we see them so readily take up arms during the fall of the republic and take on an army because yeah. in their mind, if we had an army during the during the great during the Nihil, that's when it happened, right? right? So it's like I, this is what I love about about the connection with the, the higher public because I see the direct connection to also helping to explain why the Jedi fell during it. Not, you know, anyway, that's just my whole thing, but well, I love that's that. Perfect. That's actually a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. yeah. That's that's, I think that's true. I think that's actually just, there's something to the Brown robes that we haven't unlocked yet. There's something to like the Jedi, yes. the sort yeah, of Jedi yeah. sort of ethos shifts. Yeah. Cause they're humbled. I mean, they're, they're humbled by that experience. Um, of what what's happened in the yeah. in the higher public and i think that's where they're going to end up it's like they're in these ostentatious like elaborate robes in the higher public and then you know we know necessity made them use more utilitarian lightsabers um but i, I think they're going to be like you know what we need to get back to sort of a different way of thinking um i'm sure it's all going to get drawn in there and I, and I think adam just to you know double tap on what you're saying is like this will be the story of how the Jedi went from being these like, you know, idealistic peacekeepers to, you know, realizing they need to become more to a Mace Windu, right? A, a yeah. Jedi character that is basically learned of dabbled in the dark side, but to use it for the light and sort of what yeah. that means. It, to me, that's the ultimate almost yeah. story. And I, I would just love to see that realized as a kind of young Mace Windu. Yeah, yeah. A uh, sort of Padawan Windu show. Like I should be yeah. amazed. I would just watch every episode and, and eagerly await each each uh, sort of release. I, I yeah. just love that idea. So I did a little digging. It's a uh, Daniel Davis is the uh, voice actor um, for this, and I mean, so good. So there's sound design in this. There's just like this low frequency rumble the whole time that like Sith are around, which is the whole book. It's so amazing. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. But his voice acting, so he, I mean, his his uh, Darth Maul, yeah, maybe better than what was it? Matt Lanter that did Darth Maul, or no, Sam Witwer, Sam Witwer, yeah, yeah. like Sam Witwer did an amazing job. But like, yeah, this guy's Darth Maul might have been better. Well, his is and closer then, to original Darth Maul. I mean, his his Sidious was as as good as yeah. Ian McDermott. <laughs> like, it was insane. And of course, like if they ever did a, a like live action or a Plagueis again, like he would need like his voice was just yeah. perfect it's, for it's, it. Like, yeah. it was very good. It's almost it's basically my Plagueis. Yeah, that's uh, my kind yeah. of headcanon Plagueis. Yeah. I mean, oh, this is course, done, yeah. and this is done. I mean, his his Maul was done pre Solo, obviously, right? And so it was yeah. still like the only voice i guess was it pre-solo post clone wars so we did have some sam witwer but we had peter center sarah fenowitz mm. is the voice in, oh okay who uh if you don't know who that is if you've seen shot on the dead it's the dick roommate i'm just using that out of the specific uh title given to the character mm. in shot of the dead uh also very funny. that's his his official title official, official title uh yeah british comedian mm. but very deep. i mean the way he wrote maul 
Yeah. Uh, it's so tragic. It is like pure it's very Sisyphusian no, it really is. tragedy. It adds to it. Yeah. yeah. You can see Sam Whitworth kind of taking this into the character in a way yeah. that I think he built out. I It is so weird to me that think that Plagueis was sitting there like just watching that that conversation they were having in episode one, right? Just on, yeah. on the balcony. So it weird. is weird. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah I mean, he's around still at that point. Yeah, he's there. I mean, he's yeah. there through almost all of episode one. <laughs> he barely makes yeah. it. He, barely he was in the room behind them as they're having that like balcony talk. And 114D yeah. is there like um, so, capturing the audio. So this might be a this might be a, a appropriate time to do a uh, canon talk. Sure. All right. Canon <laughs> corner. Canon corner, as I, I like to get pedantic. Well, but I, I was listening to what you're saying, and then I fell down a, a Wikipedia hole. <laughs> I'm very, very confused about canon. Uh, again, Wikipedia is not, you know, 100% accurate, uh, but it's it's fairly, fairly good. Uh, there's a lot here for Darth Plagueis that actually, like, confirms almost all of what happened in Darth Plagueis. So I'm trying to figure out, like, why that is, why that is. And what they keep citing, like, this is me, like, having to find footnotes. Like, I literally, like, did sure. control find the, the, the letter, <laughs> the number eight, because eight kept coming up. Eight kept getting whatever. And eight is Tarkin. Which is the first canon novel, also by Lucino. Oh, yeah. so like yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. much like for, he was like, pulling stuff in. Like <laughs> it's fascinating, right? Because like for instance, way like the door. Um, uh, trying to um, they talk about the fact that like while training Sidious, Plagueis taught him that two Sith were required for their perilous machinations. So if they work together in accordance with the rule of two, with one of them serving as bait for the dark side of the force, the other as a vessel, they could succeed in acquiring the ability to harness the full power of the dark side and rule immortality for 10,000 years. Like, this is stuff that's now still considered canon. Like, now I'm feeling like, do we have to read Tarkin for next week? I mean, we're not going to. But, like, like um, there's mentions, right? I, it's like I would Damascus love to read Tarkin again. Tarkin or something. So, something. oh, so you want to talk about Tarkin Damascus? Was a great novel. Let's talk, let's talk yeah. Damascus Holdings. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damascus Holdings has. Wait. Wait, Damascus Holdings? Or are you no, talking Damascus. about Higo Demanx? Higo Damask. But Damask Holdings. But Damask Holdings is what he owns, right? Yeah, yeah, because so, he's Higo Damask. That's Plagueis. Yeah, that's Plagueis' uh, real quote unquote name. Yeah, but so he has name. Damask Holdings, which only gets a mention in Plagueis in old canon. In new canon, this comes up in timelines. So they've actually recanonized Damask Holdings, which I think is fascinating. And they talk about the fact that that company, um, Joint venture between the company and the Naboo people in the mid-rim to expand plasma refining. So that's canon. Sure. They also, canon, um, established a base on the volcanic and mineral-rich outer realm territories, planet Mustafar. Mustafar. So, like, <laughs> so the Mustafar thing is owned by Namask yeah. Holdings. So, like, so the like, mining facility that, is, that is, are there, you is, could extrapolate as sort of belonging to Damask yeah. Holdings. Yeah. yeah. And this literally happened last year. So, or like this, I guess, yeah, last year timelines came out. So it's fascinating to me that they are slowly. I, there's something to that where like a previous Dark Lord sort of built a lot yeah. of the infrastructure around the, Lamas, the story. Right? And, and, you, and when you do zoom out and you tell the story that takes place before Palpatine, you sort of show that all the scaffolding and how it's being yeah. raised. Yeah. I, I think it's really fun. And I think Plagueis is a great addition to sort of the prequels. And the prequels oh. just, it makes the prequels sing and it just helps the yeah. prequels. Right way. Talk about backfilling. Talk about oh, back. It's probably the best, like you know, deal of back backfilling we've gotten. It's it's yeah. kind of the best prequel movie. 
Like honestly, and and it makes all the other movies better, like because of it. But, it's like, kind of like wait. inverted Andor too. It's like the conspiring yes. these dark lords and this dark sort of uh, end yeah. goal that's like truly, yeah. truly evil. But like it's them sort of sneaking around the systems that you know uh, of the current you know galactic the state of the galaxy. Yeah. I think it's very cool. It's yeah. it's really I, cool stuff. So. The other thing, quick note is one one four D apparently uh, shows up in uh, Tar- Tarkin as well, so we do get a little bit of one one four four D is now canon. Uh, okay. But I, what the other thing I was gonna say, oh the the um, Plagueis developed a belief that the Force could strike back at him for his yes. power that you mentioned, Ben. That is also says that's mentioned in Tarkin. So we'll have to read Tarkin and see if that's. I know. Like, I mean, I read that book when it came out simply because I, I saw Lucino's name. When whenever I see yeah, Lucino's name, Tarkin I was like, I mean, I can just snatched up and yeah. But I, I yeah. that was the, the first the first yeah. book that came out um, that was canon uh, for Lucasfilm, and I remember it being fantastic. Um, the thing about Tarkin is he's actually like he's the military mastermind sort of character. Yeah, and and that sort of character just knows a lot about all types of cultures. It's just like Thrawn in a lot of ways, but uh, yeah, right. very similar. There's, there's very so much cool stuff about Iradu, um, which is yeah. actually Bad Batch has spent some time there. That right. was all built by Lucino. He he designed Iradu and the and the, the landscape there. It's such a great planet yeah. name, and it's such a it's just one of the best pieces of lore that, that Star yeah. Wars has. Is it's, it, it plays oh. a prominent role in. Yeah. Um, Phase three of uh, the High Republic too. There, right? Era right. Do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, a major, Air major all over the place. planet. Yeah. planet. Um, yeah. Imperial world, kind of an imperial hub yeah. world. The mm-hmm. Which is yeah. which is why it's a head scratcher to me that we haven't seen Lucino write a book since for canon. No, because it's like the, what he did. They you know they put on high. They're like this is fan. It's obviously a fantastic book. Look, where is he? It's weird, right? Because because Tarkin was originally written for old EU, and then they read it, and basically said, this "Okay, works. we can we can we can include it, and and then we'll start we'll make this the first one." So it is it is just odd, right? Like he just like it's clear. I mean, he is he is. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia. He's he's 76. I mean, that's not oh, okay. That's not old, right? But he might just it's be like young might be retired. either. I just don't know. He might have other things he's wants to. You know, like if the man just wants to retire and, and enjoy his life, that's fine. I didn't realize so, he was he was. Uh, that old but i mean Wait, I mean, you could still write a book oh, if you wanted to you know but he wrote so he wrote catalyst yeah he wrote catalyst, catalyst he wrote so the whole new he wrote so catalyst? much detail about so many different just yeah. the special weapons division of the empire and and the different yeah. planets in which the death star was stationed while it was yeah. getting worked on the mining of dunium and all that stuff yeah. on different worlds to yeah to, to bring to the death star like he that's so much lore that's so, so much so good at lore you're so good at lore so it seems like there's nothing, there's no official thing, but like Catalyst was the last thing. And then he wrote like a short story, Voices of the Empire, uh, which probably was in Star Wars Insider, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2017. And then he was in the complete visual dictionary, but I think that's just a credit for like probably they took his work. All right. Um, what about a Plagueis like five part just he's to retired. see if he, if he is even into it? Like I would, I would. Oh my goodness! Like a f- yeah. Plagueis five five part comic run, just like canonizing yeah. Plagueis. It'd be this so book has made me really look at legends in a different way, because in a way, you know, when we think about the dark side and the Sith, they're like more mysterious, and we don't know much about them. 
And so in that way, the fact that like this story is legends makes a lot of sense. So, so, yeah. so it's like you're, it, you're keying into something that I think is actually super beneficial for, for Lucasfilm. And I think they know this too, which is that, and I almost think it was the impetus for creating legends in the first place, which is to make Plagueis, like to sort of make Plagueis a legends novel and to call, you know, say everything before Tarkin's legends actually works to their benefit because it's like, all that stuff then instantly becomes murky and you in yeah. you can't depend on it as being factual, you know, information about the galaxy. But isn't that perfect for a character like Darth Plagueis? And therefore making it legend yeah. seems like almost the best approach going forwards, because then the the that history can be veiled in shadows and, and yeah. who knows, right? Right. And like that's that's actually yeah. better in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, if if we, you know, it if I was I had a fairy godmother from Disney that was like, you can make one book canon. This would be the book, you know, yeah. or, yeah. you know, or if you could take one story from canon and bring it to the screen, this would be the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's like I, nothing will be better than this book. Like you, you like even there the, will be. I mean, eventually dramatic... we'll have Sith Lords on the screen that no, will, will speak I mean, like Plagueis and you'll you'll get that eventually. Yeah, I mean, ancillary stuff, but, like, not this story. Like, nothing will be better than this story. Like, you can't make a live-action, like, 10-part series or 8-part series about Darth Plagueis. Even if it was, like, using this as the, like, as the basis for the script, I don't think it'd still be as good as this book. It's I think it's like, a series, yeah, so honestly. Perfect. If you told me what this is, I would say this is a series. Yeah. It's, like, there's it's just so much you going on, to. I want to see it as a series. You need long meditative yeah. scenes of yeah. people talking in a room. Yeah. Like, you, you, like oh. literally, give me a 45-minute episode of just Plagueis yeah. and, and, like, just, just a one-act play in a bedroom. Like, yeah. Swimming with Sharks. It's Swimming with Sharks, but with, like... But with yeah. the two of them, like, like it's just Glenn Glagg and Ross, but like, right. it's just well, the that two we of them. could get, like, you know, like maybe there would be like one scene, yeah, of, like the it, training of Plagueis of uh, City. I almost think it could be anime, it could be like anime to like set it apart. It doesn't yeah. need to be like live act, it could just be no, its I own standalone kind of adult yeah. after they release Deadpool, after Disney sort of begins their foray into creating more you know, uh, of the four yeah. quadrant, sort of the 35 plus stuff. And they sort of integrate that into their, their That's libraries. I wouldn't be, surp I wouldn't be surprised if they do something with star Wars that is in that vein. And, I think you're right. Grant. And, uh, yeah. An anime sort of like Plagueis Palpatine story would just be, you yeah. could really stylize all those scenes and just make it sing. And then it could also still be murky and still be legends and still be sort of like what happened where and, Yep. No, you could still do the time jumps where you're with Plagueis at different points in time, and so it's not not everything's defined. Like there, you could yeah. do a really fun thing. I think you're right. Not to get too far afield, but yeah. when Deadpool like does gangbusters, because I'm I'm guessing it will, yeah. just because it's Deadpool. Like Disney's, it's going to be a real interesting test for Disney to be like, uh oh, we our big our most popular Marvel film in 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 like five years is a giant R-rated film. Oh, well, it's also like everything R-rated now. Set engineers though too. It's like optically, it's going to be great because it's going to make so much money, but they've also like cleared the schedule for it. And it's, uh -huh. I know that's also a product of the writer's strike. And, and I think everyone should be suffering with their content right now for how long they kept that going. And uh -huh. so I, but it's fascinating. You know, you deserve obviously, out this year. at the same time. Um, uh, they have cleared that the, the, there's sort of nothing around Deadpool. Oh, no. It's just gonna, so be, a it's gonna be like it's gonna hit, and then I, don't the know, I guess they'll brought to the shareholder meetings and they're yeah. like, "Look, it hit," but of course it's gonna hit. There's nothing else around it, so yeah. it's like, I don't know. I, I think I, it's I just gonna be a good story, I, and it's gonna do. I well. wonder how I'm hard stoked about that. Hit. 
that movie. I wonder how hard they're. Oh yeah, me it. too. Because it it's a crossover yeah. with Wolverine, and you got Hugh Jackman for like and the last Loki. time. Yeah. Oh wait, Loki's <laughs> yeah, in that too. Loki, no, oh I mean like God. it's GBA. built off of the well, it's built off the mythology of the Loki series. Which the second I saw that, I'm like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> you the, got me. The cast is like, yeah. I mean, that is the greatest cast of all time. Like, don't worry I about know. it. Well, it's uh, also like Deadpool's also like an expository character where he can just explain the TVA in less than two, you exactly. know, less than yeah. sixty all, seconds, and yep. you're basically With like done. four curse words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he can fit in some a joke too, like to button yeah. it and I, explain everything. Can I bring us back into Star Wars? That's weird. Yes. I don't think I've, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever done that. In Thank this you, Adam. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, doing my job. Weird. Uh, that felt strange. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk. I want to bring us back to Lucino because I was going down a Lucino hole of just like his career. I just want to talk about because he's the man. Um, so like he almost his entire writing career, uh, apart from like he did so much Robotech novelizations. Oh, great. He, he started out just doing all these Robotech things, but it was oh, under awesome. um, it was under a false name. Hmm. Um, hmm. Jack McKinney. And then he did like a couple other random things, but then he just felt in 2000, right? Which is also just like, he was already in his fifties, which I'm like, that's amazing. Like a 50 year old man, just like, this is like, I'm like, there's time. You're telling me there's time. So, so he, uh, he He's just started writing star Wars and he, like, I just want to like do a quick career retrospective for him because as someone who read the old EU, his first book was in the new Jedi order, which is the Yuzong long war. So that is a crucible by fire, right? To have to do that. Right. He also was given. So he wrote. He got. He got those. He got Wait, those now books. I have to read that book. No chaos. I, I'm no, gonna go back and read all three. What? Of those I'm books. reading every Lucino after that. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. We almost could do like a career retrospective. He did. He did Agents of Chaos one and two. So when I was reading these things, I was just like ch- chunking them. Right. I was just like going, going, going. And I look back. I'm like, oh, those are two good books. Like that's the thing. Is like like he can take even something that's clunky. So much so that they gave him the final book in that 19 book series, the unifying force. Like he, they, they, he was the one that landed the plane and actually did quite a good job. Like I remember I'm like, these on volumes are very close. The war is very clunky. It is hit or miss, right. but it does land. It does land in a way that I'm like, that's good. Um, but meanwhile, he was also writing dark mall saboteur, which I remember that e novella. I read that. It was good. Really good. Cloak of deception, which you get in episode two, um, Qui-Gon Jinn, Oh wow! Ty- Tyrannus novel, yeah. which is super good. Um, then he wrote Labyrinth of Evil, which is a general uh, grievous, yeah, general grievous novel. And then he did, um, and then and then he gets into like um, Star Wars uh, or Dark Lord: The Rise of Darth Vader. So I read this. I definitely remember reading this. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it was a great companion piece to yeah. the Star Wars: The uh, Return of the S- Revenge of the Sith novelization. Yep. It was like there, it was like a trilogy, and I think. There, a third one was written too, but I'm not yeah. sure. It was yeah. incredibly dark. I remember that. It was yeah. so good because it was like then, him and his suit for his first time, and like yeah, it, it was. It's awesome. really good. Yeah. And then he wrote Star Wars: Millennium Falcon, which is a super fun book. It's like it's one of the last books Ooh. written in old EU, and it was basically it's like it's just basically three or four short stories about like who owned the Millennium Falcon before Han and like oh, all the different awesome. people. It's just a really fun thing. So, and that's kind of it. And then he did, and then we're into Darth Plagueis, Tarkin, and then he's in new EU, but like, and just reading his rogue one uh, or reading his um, catalyst. Yeah. was just like, here's the thing. The reason why oh, I mean, masterpiece. Sounds like he retired, so but also his role was to take a baddie and tell that backstory and expand it out. Yeah. And there's no room 
and new EU for that right now because I'm like, give it. I mean, we got a great Phasma. I mean, Phasma is the last thing I can think of. Like, 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 um, um, well, I can't think of her name. Uh, Dawson. No, not Dawson. Uh, yeah, Dawson. Yeah, uh, Delilah's Phasma. Dawson. Phasma. Yeah, it's like the closest thing we get. It, it was it, so it, good. It, yeah, that, that was actually a great sort Lucina. of villain promo. It was, it yeah. was very similar to Lucina, yeah, right? It was amazing. Yeah, very but like. Yeah. That's the last book that I can think of. They did that. They haven't done it for like many of the other baddies, right? Like they just won't yeah. tell their story. Well, Mandalorian is essentially a Lucino novel, right? It's like it's yeah. going to cover yeah. all the stuff in the sequels. That's all the, the dark side dealings. Yeah. So if people don't know, Catalyst was the prequel, was the precursor book to uh, Rogue One, which is like they, they do that a lot. They do it with video games and all that. I didn't expect much of it, but it came out well before the movie because there's no spoilers. Um, it's like everything that leads up to the beginning. It just like directly abuts um, Rogue One, just as like Rogue One directly abuts A New Hope. Yeah. And um, yeah. it is, yeah. And I remember reading that and I, then, you know, watching the movie and being like, it, you didn't need to read it, but like, it, like I, I'm sort of like, oh man, I feel bad for all the people that didn't read this novel because it was amazing and it just gave depth and backstory. He must have had the script or something like, and and just it was it all related perfectly. It's like for everyone who says the Death Star is like a dumb super weapon and that trope yeah. is getting tired. The catalyst would is basically like, what if the Death Star is like the most important thing ever? <laughs> yeah. And here's every fine detail right. <laughs> about <Right>. it. <laughs> right. And I mean, the, like, okay, I love this. Like, yeah. It's just, that was nice. That was... And the crux of it is that, like, you know, Krennic and Urso, Galen Urso, were friends. Like, he was friend of the family, and they sort of came up together. So good. In, in the thing. And then, and so, like, Gilroy's already made reference to it um, in the first season of mm. of uh, Andor. And I, I have to think we're just going to get more of it. But, I mean, essentially, he established in that that, like, Krennic and Urso knew each other. So. Oh, wait. Yes. No. No, Andor? I'm sorry. So. I'm sorry. I, My brain really... slipped. I'm, I'm thinking of Rogue One, the actual movie. Well, Andor is very end credits. The the after sort of after credit scene in Andor, I think, is an allusion to sort of yeah, uh, um, maybe dealings that are happening in Catalyst yeah. because it's like the what they are making in those prisons, uh, those labor uh, right. facilities. Yeah, you're right. That's probably the closest to the Death Star. But I'd love to see yeah, some more stuff there. The I think at this point in Andor, Galen Urso's a farmer and he's been out there for a while because he's been, you know, that book ends and he sort of absconds out there. But there could be some stuff there. Anyways, scratch everything I said yeah. before this comment. Fair enough. No, in Andor, he's 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 under the employee of the Empire again. Yeah. During that time period. Yes. Well, yeah. But uh, Rebel Rising, also a fantastic book if we're on the, you know, yeah. yes. Rogue yeah. One related novels. Um, Could we see some Ben Mendelsohn next in Andor season two? Uh, no. Because <laughs> he specifically was asked about it and he said, I was not asked to be on the show. Mm. That seems like a could waste. Be. But okay. But also, it could be lying. He could be lying. I think if the isn't it going to be like the birth of like the X Wing and like maybe that Galen Galen Merrick character? It'll, it'll be the birth of the whole Yavin Four. Like that's yeah, going like the to whole happen. like X Wing insurgency, right? Like yeah. that the whole rebel, you know, yeah, military. Yeah, we uh, already know that. Um, what's his name? Uh, or Draven? Or... Shouldn't Draven be in it? Like, I don't know. who's yeah. Draven? Draven? I don't know. He's an important dude. Okay. Any who's like, uh, on a side note, Graham. Riken, Draven, I don't know. Re yo, uh, 
Admiral Akbar, like where, where, right? Maybe some of these people might pop up. I don't know. Yeah. He also wrote, he also wrote a novelization for the young, junior, young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, fun. Yeah. So I'm like, I may need to see. So, yeah. I bet it's beautifully written. I think everything he's crafted has been an absolute gem. So I yeah. think we should check these out. Amazon. Yeah, I, think I did <laughs> go on a run. Grab, grab, I... grab Xeno books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, so we... definitely going to go back and watch them and read those books. So. Should we pick up some other odds and bits and bobs from this? Uh, from this story? I covered all my notes. I, I closed my laptop. All right. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple. There, there was another okay. character that um, it was it was a Jedi that was abandoned. Um, <clears throat> that was like fighting off an insurgency. Um, I think it was of the Yin Chari, but I'm not sure. Her name is yeah. uh, Komari Vosa. Um, yes, and it, right. that was that was another Padawan of Dooku's. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. a female Padawan, and she's alive and she's running that gang. It's called the Bosa something something, and they they sell death sticks. That's their biz. That's their big claim to fame. Right. Uh, Isn't there like a Bandogoro? That's it. Bandogora. That's it. Yeah. A Bandogora. Okay. Yeah. 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 There. You go. The Bandogoro were like a thing, I feel like. And then I if you I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I, I think they were a thing spread out across other ancillary Star Wars things. Like I think they were just like a a faction, essentially. Yeah. That was like I wanna say in like maybe some of the video games. I don't know. But it sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like it was in like the bounty hunter video game or something. Probably yeah. because he like if I, I, if Lugina was able to make a reference he did. If he's able to tie yeah. in something, he just did. Yeah, so, yeah, he really is sort of like yeah. that early stage of what they're doing now with the canon where he, he touches on everything. You're like, oh, wow, there's that reference. Wow, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. He knows about literally everything. I, anyways, I think that Komari Vosa, I think that may have been early designs of Asajj Ventress because it sounds hmm. like that's kind of where that would go and how it, you know, but how it got on Dooku's, but maybe it's, a I wouldn't be character. surprised because when he talks about the Ashla and the Bogan and, and he brings right. up sort of like early George draft stuff, I'm like, yeah. well, he probably is like keyed into all these like early sort of, oh, yeah. uh, you know, inklings of star Wars. Yeah. All right. So I have another one and this is its own podcast, uh, but I'm going to mention it here. <laughs> sure. So they, sure, they sure. mentioned how close, um, Bail Antilles got to winning the chancellorship. I know. Oh yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. Star Wars we, we haven't done a one if we haven't done a what if podcast <laughs> yeah. in a while, but that's yeah. what I wanted to be is a what if uh Bail Antilles won the Chancellorship with like still having Sidious lurking in the darkness. because um, that I, don't know, <laughs> I smell an assassination, that's all I'll tell you. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Seems yeah. like that's that's Palpatine's first go to I was gonna say, I don't I don't, I don't think much would have changed if it made slightly delayed, right. he would not have been long for the world. Because Sidious doesn't have the like nuance that that Plagueis did like he doesn't that's have right. the so genius about this book the book yeah. is almost like Plagueis is kind of the more genius Sith at yeah. the end of the day yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Grant just to give you some uh, just to give you some backup Bandogora yeah. is yes in uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter no way nice call that? well oh, done wow. first appearance first appearance wow I yeah. that is that's a deep cut memory that's a core then, memory again yeah, and then shows up in Plagueis and Maul Lockdown, which I don't know. Oh, it's a short story, but I don't know who wrote that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, familiar. Um, all right, a couple more things. Uh, I think there's a line that says, "You've made your decision." Then, so Dooku is flirting with leaving the Order for half the book. 
Sure. Yeah. Almost annoyingly yeah. so. It's like just just do just it. Just do already. it. You know, just, like yeah. he's, everyone knows, like just go. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's like you've made your decision. Then Dooku nodded. If one more Jedi dies because of the indolence on the part of the Republic and moral equivocation on the part of the Council, I will leave the temple and refuse to look back. And my note was Qui Gon, because I think in Tales of the Jedi, which I also tried to watch and couldn't because I was like, I just can't mm-hmm. have my heart shattered this hard. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they really was Qui Gon was the last straw in that, and and I think that sort of shakes hand with this, with this book in a nice way um because of that line mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah um yeah i actually even wondered like there's this thing that happened on galadron yes yeah yeah was right. Gal- galadron wasn't the first episode two of tales of the jedi can I, one of our researchers look that up I, sh- I should have done it but i even watched the episode and i didn't catch the name of the planet but i think that was pretty much it i mean where like you know, yeah. Dooku fell all the way off the rails and was forced choking like a, you know, sitting governor. And like, but everything worked out great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so many good things. I was so upset with that episode because Qui-Gon takes way too long to get the kid to go back to his dad. And I was just like, hurry up, Qui-Gon. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that was hard hitting, man. That was like high drama. Yeah. Like I like seeing Qui Gon as a, a Padawan though. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like Qui Gon period. He just like whatever <laughs> whatever he's doing, I'm in. Sign me up. The and in fact that was what like tipped off Plagueis. As soon as Qui Gon was dispatched, he was like, Oh, we're screwed. He was like, then it's lost. I think is what he told well, Sidious. He's like, at, We're lost. Yeah. He's like there's no way. And he's like, what What's so fascinating about, about Qui Gon Jin and and what Lucino said about how this book was originally structured uh it's that the force brought qui-gon jinn to anakin skywalker yeah yeah Yeah. as everyone else seeks him and manipulates him in in a way that feels like it's engineered or it's their own doing uh whereas qui-gon is just by happenstance of the force dropped right in his lap yeah yeah so galadran has only been has shown up in two places in uh current eu one Shocking. Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah, that's right. It's in Tarkin. Uh, that's right. And then mentioned in um, The High Republic, The Rising Storm. Oh, okay. So it's in The Rising Storm. That's a deep yeah. cut. Love yeah, it. that's it. I'm going to yeah. be searching for these now because it's like this book is just like a font of like amazing lore. Like he makes he makes the like galaxy so huge. I, um, I had a quote there, but like, they're like, have you ever known a moon that would do blah, blah, blah. And the, the response was, have you ever known a moon? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, have you ever even talked to one? Like, uh, you know, like the guy, like he makes a galaxy feel so vast. And sure. like, that's my favorite flavor of the galaxy. Far, mm-hmm. far away. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a line by, um, Sidious, it says, like, I don't believe in bad luck, Senator, but I take your point and mean that my adduction is an act of retribution. So it's like they flip the sort of like, I don't believe in in my experience, there's no such thing as luck. They did it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yo, they talked about Jets music in this. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. Jizz Whaling. No, they've jets. been trying to move away from Jizz Whaling forever, but, but I didn't realize yeah. there was another precedent for Jets. I thought that was kind well, of. Well, I think they renamed it. Yeah, for obvious reasons. At some point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jizz Whaling just doesn't really feel like it has the staying power. <laughs> I mean, we know what it's called. We know what it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, he did so many mentions in this book. Uh, this is this is probably this is definitely top five for me. I, maybe like I don't know. It's probably like I think my ultimate favorite book of all time of all these books is it's um, probably. I mean, Catalyst is up there now, but I, Alphabet Squadron, I would say, like book, maybe book one of Alphabet Squadron is is way up there. Nice. This book, yeah. Um, Catalyst. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is like maybe this is two or one. Maybe this is fighting in two or one. Like maybe that's where this is. Because it's it's amazing. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It's up there for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm such a bad judge of those things with myself because I'm always just like next thing, next thing, next thing. And like I can't really like I, my brain can't compute back and think about it. But like this book is definitely my favorite Star Wars book. Like the the dark side oh, stuff that one. we never get it. It's like we never get this like dark side persona. He's like like Plagueis is like high society. And he's mm. very yes. smart and he's scientific. He's not mustache twirling. Like he just like everything is, is quantified. And I just love that. In fact, there's even a, you know, there's a line where he's talking to Sidious and he's just like, they look at us as these like evil demons lurking in caves. And he's like, ironically, like we have to become that we will become that we will, we will be right. what they fear. You know, he's like, we have to bring ourselves down to the level. We will become the monsters, um, you know, but it's like for him, that's like going below his station to do that because he's like, mm. you know, yes, we're all these calculated things, but we're going to, you know, in order to win this war, we need to actually lower ourselves to just these, mm. you know, these ideas like Batman sure. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, you embody what they fear. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh goodness. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. I had one other thing that I wanted to say for sure, and then oh, sure. actually, two. What <laughs> exactly? Eighty. Eight, sorry, eighty-four more. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't looked at the time. I'm sure it's like ridiculous. No, we're fine. Point. I'm just laughing. Very good. Just, yeah. Um, one thing is that uh, the the galaxy that uh, Lucino created was one where humans sort of lived near the core. Right. And the yeah. further you got from the core, you got less mm. and less humanoids, mm. which they kind of do. Yeah. But like, I think that's kind of great. And I, yes. and I think there's a place for racism in the galaxy. And I mean that from like a story standpoint, you know, like where I, I just, I think that's just kind of a cool way. Like they should talk about the dynamics of like proportions of human, like humans as an entity and what is their role in the galaxy. And, you know, versus non-humans and you know what do non-humans do better than humans and like what you know i don't know i just think it would make it a little more colorful i agree i mean it is it is it is part of our history as humans i can't speak of other planets but our history of humans is in groups out groups we we do it all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, that's not to you know permit it or forgive it it's just it's just what it is sociologically hopefully we'll move past it but my, my thought is that like we clearly if you think about and it's and it's really just because of the ability to of, of special effects, but I kind of love the fact that original trilogy, it's mostly humans with some aliens sprinkled in, yeah. right? 
and then and then we get to the prequels and it's just aliens galore and like you need to tell that story of how we got from a world that was so diverse to we got to a world where it's almost just all humans and then all the like you said all the aliens are just out on tatooine like out right. in the desolate areas right the non-humans yeah, yeah. it just makes yeah. sense i think that brings kind of order to the galaxy yeah. a little bit um for people to think like how to think yeah. about it but i think it's okay to tell a story that a a fascistist like yeah society got rid of all the aliens right that which is that, yeah. that is precedented let us not forget that what what mm-hmm. fascists do right right yeah um yeah yeah it, yeah he sets up the galaxy in very political ways and i feel like it's it's to the benefit of star wars to explore these sorts of politics just given that uh, it's all about ruling and sort of what leadership looks like. And, the, and he has their own idea of leadership and, 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 and he tries to sort of uh, vindicate himself constantly throughout the book. And, you know, you can't help, but like sort of understand that he has a point of view and he has an ethos, but right. it's not right. Like yeah. he's not right. And, you know, I don't think he's right. I don't think that information is actually even to be believed because I just don't know if he's entirely reliable, essentially. I think, again, we talk about the Jedi being so misled and so um, sort of lost in the sauce. Uh, but uh, I, I I think that they got it right. But it's just, um, you know, it's just the noise that essentially yeah. causes their downfall. Yeah, that's that's a really funny thing, man. Because I, I think you and I were both being like, "Do you want to join the Sith?" And we were both like, "Yeah," because <laughs> based on this book. Well, I mean, I, I was amped reading the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. By no, the book, I was like it's, getting it's, amped for the podcast because, like, Plagueis, he whatever you say about the guy, I mean, he's got beliefs. He's got he's got his beliefs, and they are powerful. But the dark side should be seductive. That's how yeah. you know he wrote it correctly. Is if you're yeah. seduced by the dark side. Yeah, sure. totally. There was one where I think I wrote the thing. I, I had a note that just said "I'm in," and it was. I've, it came towards the end, and it was like some line, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm in. You're right. This is the way to <laughs> yeah. go. Let's go. Yep. This is. I'm, I'm totally sold. You know, my feeble mind doing it, but, um, yeah, just like I don't know. He. Grant, you had talked about like, don't they seem so smart? And I, I, I think. Well, that... I think he equates the dark of this force to like thermodynamics. Yes, anymore. it's like it's yes. like thermodynamics. It's you know action and reaction. And yeah. I was just like, this is such a simplistic way of thinking about the force. And he's kind of coming at it from an angle that just seems like understandable, whereas a lot of other people just try to speak about it in esoteric means. And it's like, Plagueis is actually just trying to identify the truths. Yeah. That are there, quantify, that he can count on, and quantify what he can to basically manipulate life, which is oh yeah, this sort of secret knowledge that no one has really known for years, and and he's sort of the first one to sort of start doing this with this hostage he he takes in Darth Venomous. Oh, uh, oh. It, it's it's so cool, like it's really, cool. and he keeps resurrecting him, and like, oh. and it's just gross because it's like these gurgling noises, and like it's there's machinery and it just feels like it he shouldn't be alive essentially and that, that it just feels like a corruption in the force that yeah. maybe it caused the clouding of the jedi in the beginning who knows you know it reminds me of the movie seven like what he does to darth mm. venomous is just like it's gross. yeah it's very seven yeah yeah yes. um yeah i mean there's that part of it which yeah he's just so brilliant but i think the reason we know he's so smart is because of the quality of the writing 
and I, yes. this i i have yes. like one section and like i pulled this at random because it just struck me i'm like lying cozy yeah. in my squishy bed just mm. like feeling mm. great reading reading the book and mm. and i was just like yes like so this is this is this is the prose it's like one paragraph west and south as far as his eyes could see was an expanse of azure ocean curling white where it pounded the coastline rugged denuded hills vanished into sea mist Plagueis imagined a time when forest had blanketed the landscape before the indigenous Kanmi had felled the trees for building materials and firewood. Now what vegetation survived was confined to the steep-sided gorges that separated the brown hills, a somber beauty. And it's like, if you're going to write like that, you're going to be like, yeah, this is a smart Sith. You know, like, it's just mm -hmm. like this beautiful artistic thing and it's explained with his own prose, which is gorgeous. And that's the whole book. It's yes. like yes. all it's that like gorgeous. Page after page yeah. after page. Yeah. yeah. So read this book, listeners. Yeah. Get a hold of this. Yeah. Darth Plagueis, James Lucino. Right. Uh, we love it. I was listening to all this, but but earlier Grant mentioned Bounty Hunters. And I'm like, isn't that available on PS5? It is. Yeah, you can play it now. Yeah. You can so play now it I know what I'm doing tonight. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to go yeah. in Bounty Hunter. Okay. Yeah. I loved that game. As a, I, th I thought that was the makings of a great... I, was I love that game as a 20-year-old adult. Yeah. yeah. I started oh, playing that game. I remember when they, they refurbished it, and I was like, okay, I'll just get in. They, they were giving them all away for nothing, like all these old Star Wars games. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's no, you, you can't use two sticks. You know, like how yeah. we're so mm -hmm. used to, like, navigating with, like, yeah. dual stick. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm bluffing. I'm not going to buy it because I'm just guessing they're going. Oh yeah, games are bad. Game used to be bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good game. It had good atmosphere. Yeah, you get to be Jango Fett. Right? I think you went yeah. to Nahada, and I was like, good. Like, I mean, bold. I got to get ready for the new Jango Fett uh, comic series. Right. Okay, what it's better great. Way? It's a great game. You get different tools, I think, like different gadgets and stuff. Pretty sure it's great. Great, great unlocks. Yeah, I could play. that's the whole thing. I could also, download the Star Wars Force Unleashed, which is like the uh, which is like every Edge Lord's favorite thing on the internet right now. Right, Force Unleashed. Right now, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever they're like, ever. why can't Luke why can't just like blow up a planet? And you're just like, right. Okay, calm down. Yeah, like, I love those games. Yeah. You don't know how they're to. Force super Force. fun. I love those games, but yeah. like not a template for good storytelling in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's actually pretty fun, like in terms of the Super cloning storyline. But like, yeah. yeah, it's fun. Um, keeping with our habit of uh, announcing news an hour and a half into our podcast, um, uh oh, I, th I think that actually they announced there will be a Mandalorian game that's coming out on Respawn. That's in the oh works, right, right. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. You shared that news, right, Ben? I did. That was yeah. exciting. Um, just to know what's going on. It, it, it's all rumors at this point. You know, it, it was like sort of a second rate publication that I, I saw, you know, talking about it. But um, yeah, it, it just sort of, yeah, it sounds like it's single player um, first person, which is weird. Uh, you're a bounty hunter. It doesn't say hmm. which bounty hunter you are, but a Mandalorian bounty hunter going through the okay. galaxy. Um, it is not open world, allegedly, as of now, but who knows? All right. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what's going on. So um, yeah. that could... Love it. Yeah, I love it. It's like about time. You know, we've sort of been like, yeah, of course, this is... Of all the low-hanging fruit, that's the lowest. Like, just do the thing, right? Um, it seems like we're getting all the things we asked for, I don't know, four years ago, which is like, just make yeah. a Star Wars game in every genre. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be amazing. It right. just needs to be good. 
yeah, playable. It's one of the but few yeah. things I'm like, I will take quantity over quality. I, just Star looking Wars through games. the Star Wars bundles that are available on like PlayStation, where it's just like, oh, I remember like Jedi Academy, and I remember like The Racer. I remember these. They're all playable games. Yeah. Right. Like that's all I want. It's yeah. just a playable Star Wars game. It's a different aspect of Star Wars, which is why like aspect is like Star Wars is so fun because it's like I could just build starships all day, or I could be a Jedi yeah. fighting the Sith. Or I could be yeah. a smuggler, you know, flying through yeah. the galaxy in hyperspace or like, you know, exactly. all these aspects are so like fleshed out in cool ways that um, it's fun. Well, I guess it's just me now. So I'm here. OK, I'm here. I was just saying, speaking of oh, building Star Wars, in case for our video. Well uh, done. At the N1 Starfighter. Wait, is that a model or is that Lego? That's Lego. Wow, it's beautiful. But I, I will say the thing about Lego is we we're kind of talking online is if you if you look at it, you get all the greeblebs. Yeah. In, in lego form which i love like yeah. all these like little things like i lost a piece and i was like i was like oh man this piece is lost what am i gonna do and i'm like i could still put it together without it and i put it together i'm like i don't even know where that piece went because it was just a superfluous piece that was just some some greeblies but uh yeah <laughs> that's also, a great as long as it wasn't the uh throttle combustor nope. thrusted or hucks like that thing from a uh, new hope with that they uh they used to right. pry the doors open i wish i knew that yeah. i could memorize the name of that piece but I can't because um, I don't know. It's just not enough hours in the day. I know. Well, have we done it, Adam? Have we done it? I think I, I think we have. I think, and so much so we lost one of us. <laughs> yeah, Grant spontaneously <laughs> combusted. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's off to go um, yeah, build he's got a lightsaber stuff. or something um, for his sure. new Sith apprenticeship. Um, <laughs> we did it, though. Uh, super fun. Yep. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about Bad Batch, the three-episode premiere next week. Not exactly sure when we're going to do it. I'd like to do it as close to Wednesday as we could. Um, but uh, we'll be here. We will produce it. The podcast will come out on, um, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning, as always. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, thanks very much for listening to us on this one. We'll talk to you next time on Cantina Chronicles.